pray and then we'll get started with uh, Genesis chapter 16. Let's pray and prepare our hearts. Father, we just thank you, first of all, for bringing us into this new year, 2023. Uh, we thank you for the work of my apostle, Supernatural Free, uh, this year in 2023. Uh, we thank you, Father, uh, for this opportunity to come around your word. We thank you that your word is alive and it's a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. We pray that you would uh, open up our eyes, give us revelation, give us understanding here on tonight. We thank you that uh, uh, you will prepare us as we uh, walk into this new year, that you would help us and give us every assistance that you have made available to us uh, to walk in a successful year, in a victorious year, in a spiritually free year. And we thank you again as we spend time in your word, that you will bless us and bless this time tonight. Bless every listener and uh, we bless every heart, every spirit, Father, that we'll receive from you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in advance for all you're going to minister to us and teach us here on today and even speak beyond the words that, that I share verbally. You will speak to every heart, to every need in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Again, we're going to ask you to open up to Genesis uh, chapter 16 and um, we're going to start at verse 7 and we'll be in the New Living Translation. Uh, tonight, um, my title I want to talk about is uh, The Supernatural Assistance of Angels. The Supernatural Assistance of Angels. And I uh, just want to do a study on, on angels and uh, want to stir us up um, with uh, angels as, uh, as these heavenly messengers, these heavenly beings, these heavenly spirits um, that are here to assist us supernaturally. So again, I want to talk about the supernatural assistance of angels and stir us up. Uh, along this line about the uh, the uh, the activities of angels and how they can assist us here on the earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, we're not alone. God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Uh, but he's also given us his angels to be with us. So I'm going to share with you some points here. And first of, first of all, I'm going to look at Genesis chapter 16. I'm going to be reading it out of the New Living Translation. And I'm going to start at verse 7. And the first point to bring to us as we think about the supernatural assistance of angels, is that angels uh, bring comfort, hope, uh, and the message from God. Angels bring comfort, hope, and the message from God. Uh, when I think about message, you can we can say um, uh, that the angels um, uh, they bring the letters from God, or, or they bring um, they bring the memo if you're from the business arena. They bring the memo from God. Uh, and now with the social media, we can say that the angels bring the tweet from God. Hallelujah. So here in uh, Genesis 16 and verse 7, it says, uh, The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside the spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. Verse 8 of New Living. <clears throat> the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. Uh, she replied, verse nine, the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress. And notice the angel talking to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Verse 10, then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. So again, this angel is bringing uh, comfort. He's bringing the news. He's bringing the memo from God. And so here he's verse 10. He says, then he added, I will give you more descendants. Then you can count. And in verse 11, and the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. 
you are to name him Ishmael, which means which means God hears, for the Lord has heard your cry of distress. Verse 12, this son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, um, and, uh, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Verse 13, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who has spoken to her through this angel. She said, you are the God who sees me. And uh, the word for that is, it says here, is El Roi. And she also said, I have truly, she, she also said, I have truly seen the one who sees me. Verse 14, so that well was named uh, Bier Leheroi, which means the well of the living one who sees me. And it can still be found, it says, between Kadesh and Barrett. But here, uh, the angel brings comfort. He brings hope. Uh, he brings a message to, to Hagar. And just like the angel worked in that situation, God can still use angels to bring a message of comfort and hope and a message to us supernaturally. The angels are still on assignment. And as we're sharing today, pray that we will activate the angels that God has given to assist us to help us to do our work, just like the angels helped Hagar way back then to do the work that God had slated for her to fulfill uh, the memo that God had, had set for her, the assignment that God had set for her. Hallelujah. Now let's continue on. Let's go on to uh, Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21 and still the New Living Translation. And I'm going to start at verse 17 as we're continuing to think about the supernatural assistance of angels. Uh, here in Genesis 21, and verse, starting in verse 17, the New Living Translation, the point I want to bring out here is that angels can bring supernatural manifestation to meet physical need. The angels can bring supernatural manifestation to meet physical need. So here in verse 17 of Genesis 21, it said, But uh, God heard the, the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Verse 18, go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Verse 19, then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. And she quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. Because at this point, he was about to die of thirst because they were out in the desert and had no water. And so it says in verse 17, God heard the boy crying and the angel of God called to Hagar and said, don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Comfort him and says, I will make a great nation from its descendants. And again, verse 19, God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And so uh, uh, this angel, uh, God used the angel to bring a supernatural manifestation. In verse 19, she opened Hagar's eyes and there was a well full of water that she hadn't seen before. So uh, the angels can bring supernatural manifestation to meet physical needs. So he he had this this deprivation. He, uh, he was deprived of water. He, he was in a, a, an, an urgency state, a state of urgency. Uh, 
he was uh, in distress. He was in a, a crisis. He was in a hardship. And God used the supernatural angel to bring what they needed, which was water at that time. And goes on to say that uh, he will, uh, that uh, God will make a great nation from his descendants. And then if we go down to verse 20, it says, And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness, and he became a skillful archer. And I like this because uh, I think about um, uh, parents as parents work in, and uh, walk with God, that they can uh, assist their children in, in two, two areas. One is their life's work. And so here it says, God was with the boy and he became a skillful archer. So that became his, his life's work. That became his, his occupation. And so I believe that God can help parents to uh, usher the children, their children, to, uh, to help to lead them into the occupation, the job, uh, uh, their life's work that, uh, that they can do here on the earth. And then secondly, it says here in verse 21, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother arranged for him to marry a woman from uh, the land of Egypt. So I like to say, uh, not only did he help the, with the life's work, but also with uh, the life's mate. It says helped him um, arrange for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. So he can pray through those things, and the angels can assist us in the, the life's work and in the, and in the life's mate. Uh, as we uh, continue to believe God to bring that revelation to us. But again, the, uh, the main point I want to bring out here is that uh, the angel brought supernatural manifestation to meet physical need. And so God can use those over and over again to bring uh, the need. I'm reminded of, of the prophet and how uh, uh, God used uh, even a raven to, uh, to, to bring provision. And so God can use angels and can use uh, uh, resources to meet the, the physical needs that we're dealing with. Hallelujah. So we can thank God and continue to trust God that he sees our need and that he'll supply our need. Hallelujah. Uh, let's move on to Genesis chapter 22. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, as we continue to think about the supernatural assistance of angels. Uh, here in Genesis 22, uh, the point I want to bring out here, I'm going to look at this in Amplified in verse 11. Genesis 22 and Amplified, starting at verse 11. Uh, the point I want to bring out is that the angels had a, a long-term um, assignment to bring the Savior into the world. The angels had a long-term assignment, a protracted assignment to bring the Savior into the world. And, and at this point, we're, we're saying this was about 2,000 years before Jesus was born. So the angels had a long-term assignment in helping to, to, to navigate uh, situations and assist God's plan in bringing the Savior to the world. So here in Genesis chapter uh, 22, verse 11 and Amplified, it says, But the angel of the Lord, so here again, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, Here I am, verse 12, and he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear and revere God, since you have not held back from me or begrudged giving me your son, your only son. Verse 13, then Abraham looked up and glanced around and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and looked at the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering and an ascending sacrifice. 
instead of his son. Verse 14, so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, hallelujah. And it is said this day on the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Verse uh, 15, and the angel of the Lord called Abraham from heaven a second time. In verse 16, and, uh, and said, I have sworn by myself, says the Lord, that since you have done this and have not withheld from me or begrudged giving me your son, your only son, in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore. So your seed, your heir will possess the gate of his enemies. In verse 18, and in your seed, and which we know is referring to Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And by him, bless themselves, because you have heard and obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. So again, we can see that the angels were involved in a protracted period of time in this assignment of bringing the Savior into the world. They were orchestrating, they were assisting in God's plan in releasing the Savior because uh, we needed uh, salvation. We needed to be rescued from the sin nature, from uh, our brokenness. And so God, uh, way back in Genesis, started unfolding his plan with this occurrence with Abraham, offering his only son. It set up what I call a legal precedent for Jesus, a legal precedent for Jesus to come as a final sacrifice. As Abraham, it says, offered his only son. We know that it, uh, in, in John, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so Jesus became the final human sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. And so Abraham's uh, heart willingness to offer his son set up a legal precedent for God to offer his son. Because it had been done once in the earth, it, it set up a legal precedent. So Satan had no. Uh, no authority, no legal opposition to it because it had already been set in motion by Abraham 2,000 years before. And so God was able to, to set up uh, the scenario to bring his son, Jesus, into the earth to finally die the ultimate sacrifice for all human sin, all human sin for the sin of the world. Hallelujah. And I read that, that, that uh, Jesus even died near the same spot where Abraham was about to offer his son. So this set up a prophetic uh, a paradigm, a prophetic pattern where Jesus was able to come and to ultimately fulfill what Abraham started, but Jesus fulfilled because he was a perfect sacrifice. And hopefully we'll get down to that as we move forward. And so uh, the angels were involved in a long-term assignment uh, of bringing the Savior into the world. Glory to God. Uh, let's continue on. Let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 24. Uh, as we continue to think about uh, the supernatural assistance of, of angels, uh, in Genesis 24, I'm going to look at the New Living Translation. Uh, the point here I want to bring out very quickly is that the angels can assist supernaturally in our specific mission. And here, the specific mission was finding uh, a, a wife or finding a spouse. And so here in Genesis 24, in the New Living Translation, starting at verse 7, it says, For the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and made uh, my native land, solemnly promised to give this land to 
my descendants, he will send his angel ahead of you, and he will see to it that you find a wife there for my son. Talking to Abraham. Verse 8, if she's unwilling to come back with you, and Abraham's talking to his servant, uh, if he's unwilling, if she's unwilling to come back with you, then you are free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances are you to take my son there. And uh, and so he's he's working on he's standing on the promise that his descendants, uh, the man would come come to his descendants, and he wanted uh, a spouse that was that was related uh, in the family line. And if you skip down to verse forty, and here the servant. Uh, uh, or here uh, Abraham is saying, he's saying, uh, it says, he responded, the Lord in whose presence I have lived will send his angel with you and make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a wife for my son from among my relatives, from my father's family. So again, he's saying God will send the angels on the way. Uh, we, we Sometimes we say that the angels will go before us to prepare the way. And so he's saying to his servant, yes, you go, you go on and carry out this assignment uh, that, that I have a conviction of that, that God wants me to do for my son. And God will send his angel to assist you in, in this assignment. And so, again, angels can assist us supernaturally in our specific mission. What tasks do we have to deal with? What, what challenge is before us? What quest is before us? What goal is before us? Uh, in, in this particular case, it was finding a spouse. But whatever your, your goal is, whatever your mission is, be uh, confident and be assured uh, that God has his angels to assist us to, to reach our goal, to reach the goal that he set for us, to reach the conviction that he's placed in our heart. He has divine assistance, supernatural assistance to help us to achieve our goal. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and thank God for angels who are who will arrange situations and, and work through circumstances to bring us to the path that God has set us up for. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so again in verse 40, uh, he says, he will send his angel with you to make your mission successful. So angels, uh, as it were, work behind the scenes. We don't see them. They work behind the scenes to make our mission successful. He didn't see the angel, but uh, the angel was working uh, in the circumstances to connect him with the wife, believe was Rebecca. And so the angels will work with us behind the scenes, hallelujah, to make our mission successful, to make our goal successful. So putting faith out, God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that you have your angels released to go before me, to, to help me to carry out the assignment that is set before me, the assignment that's that, uh, that's been given to me, my church assignment, my financial assignment, my family assignment, my work assignment. Thank you that I'm not in this by myself. You've given me divine assistance, divine agents, angelic agents who will assist me and work behind the scenes to make me successful in my assignment to bring glory and honor to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. They're there to assist us to give us success. Glory to God. Now, let's continue on. Let's go now to Genesis chapter 31. Genesis chapter 31. And again, uh, I'm going to be in the New Living Translation. Uh, New Living Translation starting at verse 10. Genesis chapter 31. And we're going to start at verse 10 in the New Living Translation. 
Uh, the point I want to bring out here is that uh, angels can assist in, in, in bringing creative ideas or dreams for our work. Again, angels can assist in bringing creative ideas or dreams or you can say solutions for our work or for our business. Whatever we engage in, whatever our occupation is, whatever our career is, the angels can assist us in bringing creative ideas and dreams. Just imagine if we had a creative idea for, for your work or a creative idea for our business, whatever we're involved in. God can use angels and, and angels can assist us in bringing these creative ideas and dreams to, to help us with our business or with our work assignment. So here in Genesis chapter 31, the New Living Translation, uh, starting at verse 10, it says, One time during the mating season, I had a dream and saw that the male goats mating with the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Verse 11, Then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, the angel of God, it says, said to me in the dream, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am, verse 12, and the angel said, look up, and you'll see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. And as a result of this, um, he became, uh, Jacob became rich. He was kind of working on commission depending on uh, the, uh, the, the mates of, of, of the lamb, uh, of, of the flock, and those that were speckled and spotted would belong to him. And so he says here in this dream, the angel said, look, and you'll see that only the, the, the street speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. So this was a creative idea to uh, bring revenue to Jacob. And just like the angels can assist uh, here in Jacob's case, the angels can also assist us in bringing creative ideas for I feel the work, uh, for for our marketing uh, campaign, for our for our negotiations, for the circumstances, the work circumstances, or the business circumstances that we're involved in. We can say, angels, go and help. Go, angels, go and assist in this assignment. Bring creative ideas for the glory and the honor of God. Remember, they work under God, and God is, has these angels to bring supernatural assistance to us, even in our work assignments. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now go with me a little further to Genesis chapter 48. Genesis chapter 48, and I'm going to be in the Amplified Bible, and we're going to look at verse 14. Genesis chapter 48, and we're going to start at verse 14. And the point I want to bring out here is that angels can help protect you from every harm. Angels can help protect you from every harm. Angels can help protect you from every harm. So here in Genesis 48 and verse 14, in this particular incident, and you can see other incidents in, in Psalm 91, it talks about he'll give his angels charge over us. But here in Genesis 48 and uh, verse 14, and uh, in Israel, reached out his hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, crossing his hand intentionally, he was crossing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. 
Then Jacob blessed Joseph and said, God himself before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac lived and walked habitually, God himself who has been my shepherd and has led me and has led and fed me from the time I came into being until this until this day. Verse 16, the redeeming angel, the redeeming angel says in Amplified, that is the angel of the redeemer, not a created being, but the Lord himself, the Lord himself is saying, who has redeemed me continually from every evil. So this redeeming angel, the Lord himself, God working through his angels has redeemed me continually from every evil. And then he says, uh, bless the lad, bless the lads, and let my name be perpetuated in them. May they be worthy of having their names coupled with me in the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them become a multitude in the midst of the earth. So he says, the angel, uh, this angel, the angel redeemer has, 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 uh, has redeemed me from every evil. So we have an angelic assistance supernaturally to protect us from every harm. And, and so many times I'm just so thankful as I think about uh, as I'm driving and, and you see cars racing by and I just be thankful, just so thankful that the angels were there assisting us, protecting us as we're driving. And so the angels can protect us and, and screen us and shelter us from every harm. The angels are there to, to, to help safeguard and, and to secure us, to guard us. So, so this is like the, 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 the armies, the angelic armies are there to guard us. Just like you see natural physical armies guarding, uh, guarding people and guarding uh, uh, officials. Uh, we have supernatural assistance of angels who, who will help to guard us and to protect us from all harm. You know, the old folks say dangers seen and unseen. So the angels are there to assist us. They're there to protect us. Hallelujah. Thank God he's given us his angels to protect us. Glory to God. Let's continue on in our study a little bit more here. Let's go to um, Exodus chapter 3. And I'm going to be in the New Living Translation. Exodus chapter 3. And I'm going to start at verse 1. Uh, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. And the point I want to bring out here is that angels can cooperate in calling a leader to carry out God's work assignment. Angels can cooperate in calling a leader to carry out God's work assignment. Hallelujah. One more time. The angels can cooperate in calling a leader to carry out God's work assignment. So here in Exodus chapter 3, New Living Translation in verse 1, it says, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and um, it says he laid the flock far into the he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. In verse two, it says, "There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the midst of a bush." So again, it says, "The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the midst of a bush," and it says, "Moses." stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. Verse 3, it says in the New Living, this is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see it. So this, this got his attention. Uh, this bush was burning, but it wasn't burning up. 
And the notice in verse 4, when the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Verse 5, do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. If we skip down to verse 9, it says, Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians uh, abused them. Verse 10, Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. And so again, here he's calling Moses. He's, God says, I see the cry. And he says, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And uh, Pharaoh, they, they were the superpower at that time. And so God is sending Moses. Uh, and this was a group of enslaved people to, to, to come against and to confront the superpower Pharaoh and say, uh, you must lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And so the angel, it says here, uh, was assisting. The angel of, of, of the Lord in verse 2 appeared in that blazing fire. And so the angel appeared, uh, can uh, help to cooperate in calling this leader Moses to carry out uh, the work assignment. Because Moses was just out feeding the flock. He was a shepherd. He was out feeding the flock. But God had something more for him to do. God had a work assignment for him to do. And God used the angel to assist him. And even today, I'm thinking of, of how his God has used angels to, to call uh, ministers and prophets in, uh, into the ministry. And so angels can cooperate in calling the leader to carry out God's work assignment. And then uh, notice here, uh, this is a side note, it said, take off your sandals in verse 5, for you're standing on holy ground. And I read that, that over in the east, taking off your shoes was a form of respect in that culture. And so he said, take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground. He was respecting that God was there uh, ministering to him to call him into in, in a work assignment to help to set a people free from 400 years of bondage, 400 years of slavery. God was using this man, Moses, and was, uh, was appointing him to go and set God's people free to carry out their destiny. Glory to God. And God uh, used angels to help to assist and bring him into his assignment. Glory. Now let's continue on. Go with me to uh, Ephesians, I mean, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14 um, in the Amplified Bible, uh, verse 18. Exodus chapter 14 uh, in the Amplified Bible in verse 18. Hallelujah. In Exodus 14, uh, 14 and verse 18, uh, the point I want to bring out before I read it, it says, uh, the point I want to bring out is that Angels are used to protect uh, a people or a nation supernaturally. Angels are used to protect a nation supernaturally, or you could say miraculously. Uh, angels are used to protect the nation supernaturally or miraculously. Here in verse 18, the Amplified of Exodus 14, it said, The Egyptians shall know and realize that I am the Lord when I have gained honor and glory over Pharaoh his chariots, and his horsemen. Verse 19, And the angel of God who went before the host of Israel moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went before him, before them and stood beside them. Verse 19 again, The angel of, of God who went before the host of Israel 
moved and went behind them. So picture that the angel who was before them, was before the host, went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went before them uh, and stood uh, behind them. And then in verse uh, 20 says, coming between the host of Egypt and uh, the host of Israel. All right, and so uh, this pillar of cloud was coming between them, and it says, uh, between the host of Egypt, who was coming behind them, and the host of Israel. And it said it was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians who were behind them, but it gave light by night to the Israelites, uh, and the one host did not come near the other all night. So this is God using his angels to protect the nation. So here it is, the um, the, the nation of Israel, have, they have left Egypt, they left, uh, they left bondage and slavery, but the Egyptian army is coming after them to bring them back. But the angel worked to protect this nation. And he and it was a cloud that was between uh, the, the nation of, of Egypt, which is a superpower, and the Israelites. So God sent miraculously this angel as a cloud that brought light uh, to Israelites, but, but brought darkness to the Egyptians. And um, and so they were separate. They couldn't come across. They couldn't come across. The Egyptians couldn't come across because uh, the light was, was, was uh, the darkness was upon them. And so this angel is working uh, to, to protect this nation, uh, this nation of Israel, uh, from this superpower uh, of, of Egypt. And, and, he, and they protected them uh, all the night, it says. And so God can use the angels to protect the nation. So we pray for angelic protection over our nation, over our city, uh, over, our, over our workplaces, over our school building. We can pray for angelic protection to protect us supernaturally. Uh, uh, you, you hear some of the, uh, the gun incidents. We can pray for supernatural protection that God will use his angels to protect us from all, uh, as we say, all hurt, harm, and danger. God can use his, his angels and release his angels to, to bring supernatural protection for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go on a little bit more. Um, go with me to Exodus uh, chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23. <clears throat> and I'm going to, in the New Living Translation in verse 20. Exodus chapter 23 in the New Living Translation in verse 20. And the point I want to bring out here is that angels uh, assist us in our journey to our destiny in God. Actually, two parts here. Angels assist us in our journey to our destiny in God and help us overcome the enemies that's blocking our path. Uh, again, the angels assist us in our journey to our destiny in God and they help to overcome the enemies that's blocking our path. Glory to God. So we have these angelic uh, agents to assist us in our destiny and help us to overcome those enemies who are who are trying to block our path to get to our destiny. Here in Exodus uh, 23, New Living Translation of verse 3, it says, See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and to lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. I love it. Let me read this part again, verse 20. See, I am sending an angel before you. So you can say the angels, we talked about that earlier, the angels go before us to prepare the way. 
I'm sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. In verse 21, it says, pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative and he will not forgive your rebellion. Verse 22, but if you're careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, Lord to God, and I will oppose those who oppose you. Hallelujah. And in verse 23, for my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hevites, and Jebusites, so that you may live there, and I will destroy them completely. Glory to God. So again, in verse 20, he said, I'm sending my angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place that I have prepared for you. So God has prepared this place for them. He has this destiny for them. And he says, um, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. Those who are trying to block you from getting to your destiny, I'm going to oppose those who will oppose you. Uh, I'm going to come against those who, who, oppo who will oppose you. I'm coming against them. And in verse 23, my angel will go before you and bring you to the land where these enemies have, have possessed the land. And I'm going to dispossess them. And I'm going to destroy them. And so God uses angels uh, to work to destroy those who are blocking our path. So thank God. And so we can make a faith declaration that anything that's blocking my path from getting to my destiny, uh, I speak to her that, that uh, every blockage be removed in the name of Jesus. Every hindrance be removed in the name of Jesus. Angels of God go to work in removing those blockages that keep me from my destiny. Keep me from my finances. Keep me uh, from 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 the love walk that I need to walk in. Keep me from success. And whatever in whatever area it is that God wants to lead you to, we have angelic assistance that can come and push against uh, those 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 uh, blockages. Push against those things uh, that that's coming against us. I'm thinking about football and uh, you know and, and sports. They have they have those blockers that that's blocking so that. The quarterback or the running back, whoever has the ball, uh, they're blocking to make a way so that whoever's running the ball can can make that touchdown. And so God has given us the angels that can come against those who are trying to block us and to open up a way for us so that we can make a touchdown for God, glory to God. We can make a a, a goal for God, glory to God. We can reach, reach that goal for God. They can come remove the hindrances that's coming against us. So thank God that the angels are there to assist us, uh, like those linemen in the football field, to go before us and to prepare the way and to remove all blockages that's coming against us so that we can get to the place that God has promised us. We're talking about supernatural freedom this year. What God has set for us, what God has slated for us, we have a supernatural assistance to help us to get to that destiny uh, in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me just give you one more as we begin to wrap up here. Uh, go with me to Daniel chapter 8. Daniel chapter 8. I'm still in the New Living Translation. Daniel chapter 8, and uh, we'll look at verse 15. Daniel chapter 8 and verse 15. This in the New Living Translation. Uh, the point I want to bring out here, uh, as we think about supernatural assistance of angels, is that uh, angels 
can be messengers to bring revelation from God. Angels uh, can be used as messengers to bring revelation from God, a revelation of visions. Hallelujah. Angels can be used as messengers to bring revelation of visions from God. So here in the New Living Translation, Daniel 8 and verse 15, it says, And as I, Daniel, was trying to understand the meaning of this vision, someone who looked like a man stood in front of me. And uh, verse 16, And I heard a human voice calling out from the Uli River, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of this vision. Gabriel was the name of an angel. Uh, uh, and we'll talk about that in just a moment here. And then verse uh, 17 uh, as Gabriel approached the place where I was standing, I became so terrified that I fell with my face to the ground. Son of man, he said, you must understand the events that you've seen in your vision uh, relate to the time of the end. Again, he says, I was so ter terrified I fell to my face to the ground. Son of man, he said, you must understand that the events you've seen in your vision relate to the time of the end. And so angels can be used as messengers to bring revelation of visions from God. And so here Gabriel was, was one of the, is one of the leading angels. And uh, I read that the, the name Gabriel literally means mighty one of God or that God has shown himself mighty. And so here God has this angel speaking to Daniel as he talks about revelation uh, about the events of the end. So this is uh, at the at the end of, of, of natural human history. So this was an important vision that uh, Daniel was receiving. And so God used this angel as a messenger to bring revelation of the vision that relates to the uh, the end of time. And so uh, Gabriel is, is one of the uh, leading angels and the Bible uh, actually mentions two angels. Gabriel and Michael are the only two angels that's, that's named in the Bible from what I read. And both of them are mentioned uh, and, and as it relates to, to, to Daniel's life, life's work, as you, as you read the book of Daniel, both the angels are involved. Michael and Gabriel are involved in Daniel's life work. And Daniel uh, was, was working um, uh, in, a, in an anti-God culture. He was in an anti-God society. Um, and, um, and so in and so, and a Babylon, Babylon society is where he, where he was working, where he was operating. And in that, in that setting, in that anti-God setting, that Babylonian system that he was, that they was held captive in, God was working with him, and God used the two leading angels, Gabriel and Michael, to work with him uh, in his assignment as it relates to the end. And so thank God that he's given us his angels to assist us, and, uh, and as we need uh, revelation uh, about things, God can even send angels to bring us understanding of the things that we need to understand, that God wants us to understand as it relates either to our life or to those around us or to those who are connected to us or to those he's given us responsibility with. And so God can use the angels uh, to bring uh, a revelation uh, of visions that we need. And as we have dreams, we can uh, believe God that he'll bring revelation and can use angels to bring uh, revelation and understanding of the things that we are dreaming about. Uh, so thank God for the angels that, that bring supernatural assistance to us in every area of our lives, whether it's physical uh, or spiritual. Glory to God. He has his angels on assignment, 
as it even relates to our destiny, work relates to our workplace, our business, our family, uh, even marriage uh, there. So God has angels working all these things, and it's innumerable angels. And so they're there to assist us. Angels assigned to assist us, to work with us, to carry out assignments. So thank God for his angels. Let's take a, a word in prayer, and, uh, and then we'll prepare uh, for our time of giving. Father, we just thank you for this time around your word. We thank you for stirring up uh, in us uh, supernatural assistance of angels that you've given us uh, and uh, how we can speak the words and speak your words and speak your commands and that the angels uh, are, are like soldiers who, are, who operate at the command uh, of your word as we speak forth your word and even with you. They're your army here to assist us to carry out our assignment to remove those that those hindrances that will try to block us and to help us in our path toward the promises and the destinies that you have for us and help us uh, physically. And so we thank you, Father, that we have that access as we as we walk even in uh, toward uh, spiritual freedom of being manifested, even in uh, deaths being canceled. Uh, the angels can assist us in, in every area. And so we just thank you, Father, as we look to you, that you're our ultimate source and you have at your disposal the angels who assist us to carry our assignment. So we just thank you, Father, that we will walk in a uh, greater victory and greater success because we realize that we have more assistance than we've uh, been awakened to before and refreshing us and reminding us that your angels are here uh, on assignment, here to help us here on the earth to carry your will so that we can see your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. We speak your blessings upon everyone here today, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We're going to give an opportunity uh, to give at this time, and uh, they'll put the information there uh, where you can give or uh, sow your seed and sow into apostle. Uh, they'll put that information out there for you. Uh, I just want to encourage us to continue to tithe. It's a, it's a new year, so uh, if maybe we're not tithing uh, in the past. Uh, you can make this fresh commitment this new year to tithe. And the word tithe means 10%. So giving at least a 10% uh, of, your, of your giving. And it says in Malachi to bring the tithes and offerings uh, to the uh, you know to the storehouse. So we, we bring the tithes and offerings to the storehouse. And it's something uh, that's not to our disadvantage. It's something actually to our advantage. Because it says there in Malachi 3, uh, it says... Uh, we think that we're giving a uh, 10 and we're losing 10%, but he, he, God says, he promises, he says, prove me now in this, that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. So uh, uh, we all need the windows of heaven open over our lives. And it says he'll pour out a blessing that might be room enough to receive. So thank God that as we give, we can connect ourselves uh, to the open uh, windows of heaven that can bring favor, that can bring ideas, that can uh, put us in key positions, the open windows of heaven, and then pour out a blessing. That blessing can work in every area of our lives. And it said, be a great, such a great blessing that will not be room enough to receive. So as we give, we can expect God uh, uh, that he promised in his word, I thank you for the open windows of heaven over my life, and over my family life, and that, there be, that you will pour out a blessing uh, on me and through me that I not have room enough to receive. Thank him for his promise. And uh, and as we stand on that, we can see his promise being fulfilled in our lives. So let's just pray over that and we'll begin to wrap up. So Father, we do just thank you that as we give today, Father, 
that you you promised to have the, the windows of heaven open over so we need those windows of heaven open as we look at the world's economy we want your windows of heaven open over us and it says you're part of this uh us. and we see uh, isaac as he sowed uh, in, in, in a time of famine how you blessed him and so far we want the windows of heaven open over us and we want your blessing uh as we give and we want to see uh, your kingdom advance here on the earth so as we give to support your work here, uh, we thank you, Father, that uh, more lives will be changed and souls saved, uh, people transformed, because we're given to support your work here on the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.